You're listening to Paint the Town Podcast with your hosts. LA Street Art Gallery resident artist, teacher, and founder of LA Street Art Gallery, James Chen of Dude, I'm still kind of, um, I don't know what the proper word is, gleaming or, or kind of... Enamored. That's the pop. Enamored. enamored. You know what last, I mean? Uh, Meg Zanny. Man, she's gorgeous, dude. You know? she's, a, she's a pretty lady, but also she's just, you know... Down to earth. What makes her really, really uh, attractive is all the things she's trying to do to help uh, women's empowerment. You know? that's Well, to me, she's just... That, really <laughs> well, yeah, that too, but... You know, it just I'm makes her, it makes her even more beautiful. No, but you know but, what? Hey, uh, let me ask you something. Should I have like brought up that like she, her and Wordsmith used to date? Because I was like, you know, I don't, I don't know. I'm just saying. Like, I feel like do, does the audience want that? Let us know, man. <laughs> uh, you know what? I think um, a lot of people, not a lot of people, there were some people who um, they had some issues with her because they felt like that she kind of took advantage of Wordsmith and using his followers to gain recognition when she was getting started she's very charming though but, man. um dude that girl works so hard you know helping to organize um you know programs uh, like i was talking about down on melrose um she is continuously you know doing new designs for the street um helping to trying to you know encourage like i said women's empowerment um you know uh so people don't realize that those people that were you know maybe had some issues with her um, don't realize how much work that girl puts in. Yeah, no, I mean, after like I sat down and talked to her, definitely I was I had gained a lot of respect for her. Yeah, and really. Like no, I, I mean, told you, dude. I told you she's uh, she's one of the hardest working uh, individuals out there. Yeah, definitely. But we have a special guest today. Oh, dude, we got uh, we have someone very interesting. One of the one of the cooler people in the uh, in this whole. Community, uh, business, and yeah. community, and everything. And um, this is Zip Gun. We have a Zip. Thanks for coming on. Zip Gun, Zip. Yeah, Zip Gun, Zip. You know, I've heard a couple different variations on it, but uh, whatever, uh, whatever works best for you guys. Zip's Dude, thanks, good. thanks so much for coming way, way out here. Yeah, yeah, no problem. You know, like I was saying, uh, <laughs> you know, before the show, when you guys gave me the address, I really didn't map it before I came out, and so what I actually <laughs> did when I got to my car, I was like, oh shit, <laughs> this is like Sorry, you know, a man. dedicated drive to get out to where you guys are at. So, you know, I kind we of appreciate it, man. We really appreciate some, it. Some distance. It also depends on the time of day, and uh, the traffic can be it can be anything, any time of day. Especially coming out to where we are, anything can happen. Or going out to your pad too, Teach. That's the thing. It going, yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, know. both ways. I'm LA in just Encino. Sucks. I'm in Encino. I came all the way from Encino, and dude, I was making good time today. Yeah. Until about a mile and a half out. Mm. That last <laughs> mile and a half took me about as long as the last 15 miles. Yeah. That's what I was saying. There's just so many trucks in this area. Where's that? No. Okay. Wait a second. This is going east on the 60. Yeah. Where the fuck is everyone going <laughs> east on the 60? On Friday, uh, like 11.30. Vegas, man. No, no you, don't go six on, you don't go on the 6, you go on the 10. But <laughs> You don't start leaving town on Friday till at least after 12, right? That's true. That's true. So what? Anyway, okay. Anyway. Thanks thanks for making it all the way out here, dude. Yeah, um, no problem. Thanks for having me. Where, uh, where did you grow up? Uh, so I was born and raised in Northern California uh, in the San Francisco Bay Area. 
Uh, I was born and raised in Marin County, uh, which is just north of the Golden Gate. Mm. And I know a lot of people associate that these days with a lot of, you know, big money uh, and tech gentrification and all but that. But it's beautiful up there. Yeah. When I, when I was growing up, it was I a completely different really different I, environment I, I always thought tupac uh was staying in marin county for a little bit but anyways my bad i don't mean to interrupt you yeah no 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 tupac went to my high school my cousin heather had a couple classes there you go. with him so you know i know he was in marin city for a while but uh i don't know too much about the history of that i can't speak to that too much but you know growing up in marin as a kid though it was just a completely different uh to a different flavor up there. It was it's much tough. more small town, a lot more blue collar, uh, you know. What were you into? Uh, growing up, it, growing up, I mean, just like all sort of like the classic nostalgic like '80s cartoons, you know, oh, yeah, like Transformers and GI Joe. But uh, you know, HBO and Showtime always had just the most random Japanese import animation, either playing late at night or super early in the morning, and. There was a lot of that on cable TV too uh, at that time. So that seeing that like at a young age really made an impression on me because the animation style was just so much more different than you know the Hanna Barbera you would see right, on Saturday yeah. morning. Yeah. Absolutely. So they are, were. Oh, go ahead. Are you talking about like dra- for me like growing up? I always uh, was into Dragon Ball, man. I mean, of, of course, that's one comic out of a whole entire genre of like anime, basically, right? But um, were you into Dragon Ball at all? No, I think I think that came a little after. Okay, uh, okay, I'm a little, my time, a little younger than you. Okay, but I was really into like Battle of the Planets and mm. Star Blazers. Okay, and, like all three iterations of Robotech, and then you know the local video store in their cult section had like a small selection of import videos from overseas, and you know some of these like uh, series just had like real just you know deep intricate plots yeah. you know graphic violence you know <laughs> human relationships that would develop and it would really draw you into it and you know this is like what age approximately oh gosh man this probably stemmed from like six years old you know all the way up until like now but yeah that period of time was probably when i was maybe like six 12 years old 13 real impressionable years so that really kind of stuck with me mm. watching all that the yeah. artwork and the i mean um your appreciation of art when did that start uh oh probably from a real early age like my mom is a fine art painter and so Ooh, i ah. was exposed to that you know as a real little kid when she would be in her studio painting you know we would be there and she would just put crayons and pencils and paper in front of me and my sister and i really took to it and so i would just always be there drawing with my mom just drawing, kind of subject like, matter would she mm-hmm. paint like and media epic battle scenes all the time you know it was always no, 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 like your mom what was your mom painting? oh my mom oh oh yeah she, she's painting roman battle dude your mom is awesome man she's a badass don't fuck with her right epic battle scenes like don't be in a bad mood mom what what kind of stuff did your mom paint um my mom would paint just uh she she paints like different types of series of like restaurants say like restaurant scenes or you know when she moved down to LA she started painting like a series of like still a street she would take pictures of just you know people on the street and just render that um acrylics oils yeah she yeah, m- mostly oil but she's gone through like a pretty wide breadth of subject matter over the years and just like watching her develop over the decades i've watched my mom's like style or like really mature and take so she off still paints oh yeah okay yeah, no. i mean yeah, she knows interesting to, to nice, see that nice, as, nice. you know growing up watching an artist uh, develop 
Um, so let's get back to the epic battle scene. Yeah. What's so? You're, <laughs> meanwhile, you're drawing and painting or drawing using crayons the epic battle scene. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, it was always like GI Joe on the left and Cobra on the right, or Decepticons <laughs> and Autobots on one side of one another. And I would just I would try to emulate you know the, the illustrations and pictures I saw online. You know. Sure. Robotech, you know, the, the SDF against the Zentradi and all. I mean, I've got stacks of stuff that goes back years. You could just tell what ser- what shows I was really into, depending on the drawings. Yeah, you're about my era. So, yeah, I'm, these are all, I'm recognizing all these. Yeah. Um, so, you know, my mom was always trying to, like, steer me more towards developing my own characters and the like. And I started doing that as I kind of, you know, got my footing with uh, drawing and the like, that's when I really started to kind of develop my own characters and little universes uh, uh, and the like. So, Well, let me, let me ask you, man. Um, you know, I definitely see all these characters and you have a very, you know, I don't wanna, I don't know how to describe it. It's like Asian urban style, man. You, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, uh, when you when you came up, I mean, like, uh, have you been you've been to Japan? I'm, I'm guessing, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, well, I mean? how did you end up over in Japan? <laughs> Oh, how did I get to Japan? Yeah, how did you end up going to Japan? Um, <clears throat> well, I went years ago uh, in like 2006 with my girlfriend at the time, but it was a very safe, sane, and sanitized kind of tour where you went from one location to another. Like, let's go to the shrine, and let's go to the very touristy sure. shopping district, and then we're going to go to this restaurant, you know, that isn't too crazy, but it gives you enough of the, like, you know, Japanese culture at the same time. Like, you what know. What year is this the first time you went? 2006 2006 you know, okay okay safe sure. places with food for tourists and the like and i think there was one night where i was just really hungry to break out and just really explore mm-hmm. and so we lied to the tour director and said oh i'm not feeling good you know i'm gonna go back up to the hotel room and then we broke out and we got to the subways and we were out there on our own and mm-hmm. we're just interacting with people and just checking out just the real grit of japanese society i'm like the fuck why didn't we just, you know, get a hotel and just, you know, yeah, yeah, roam yeah. free in, uh, in Japan, you know, and just yeah, instead you know, of getting... That, that sounds good and everything, but then, you know, I mean, good grief. <laughs> Japan, Japanese writing, there's not a bit of that that looks anything like English, though. Yeah, no. So, you know? so does this say... What is this... Okay. There's got to be some kind of planning involved, but yeah, I get what yeah. you're saying, though, you know... You, to be shuffled around in one of those tourist groups and basically not allowed to see the culture that you're wanting to really see. Yeah, I would have yeah. done the same thing. It was thing embarrassing. You, did, you know, being led around like a bunch of ducks, you know, somebody's <laughs> yeah. with a, you're following the flag through the crowd. I mean, oh, you, you yeah, felt yeah. 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 It was funny. Like, I just I felt like an asshole, you know, walking around with like my hat down. And I'm like, no, please. That's my flag. I'm following yeah. that one. Excuse me. That's funny, man. We're not all like this. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Was it was it all like foreigners in your group? Or there, there's no Japanese people, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it was just a lot. It, it was like pretty good mix, but you know, it's full of people that are gawking and pointing and just really kind of living up to the stereotype of not the ignorant tourist, but just sort of like Very basic. Uh, you know, starry-eyed, blown away. There's really no effort to kind of temper your enthusiasm or just interest in things. I mean, very surface stuff, Forcing right? their camera in people's face. I'm like, oh, stop Ooh. that. What are you doing? What are you doing? Hey. <laughs> so, so let me... Cultural uh, rapers. Yeah. <laughs> so I... Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I read a little bit of Chinese. Um, and, you know, Japanese is like kind of like kanji, basically, right? There's yeah. some some Chinese characters that are similar, kanji? basically. What the fuck you say? Kanji, basically, is like the... 
the characters in Japanese, okay. right? You know what I mean? So, like, uh, actually, there's, like, uh, these, like, little loopy characters, kind of. Those are, like, apparently, like, not kanji. So, the original words that are kind of, like, more similar to the Chinese words are called kanji. Am I, am I saying this right? As far as I understand, kind of, maybe? Oh, I mean, I would <laughs> say, yeah, I mean, there's there's hiragana, there's katakana, and kanji. My under, I'm just... I'm studying the language right now, and so yeah, awesome. Um, Definitely sounds like it. Yeah, the hiragana and the uh, the kanji, I think, kind of forms the uh, baseline, like phonetics or mm-hmm. language yeah, yeah, structure. Yeah, yeah, It's phonetic. It's and phonetic, then yeah. when you get more into the kanji, I think that's sort of like the more complicated letter forms that commute that communicate. You know, many, as, the, as they imply many things or yeah. complicated things uh, versus trying to string it all out with hiragana or kanji. Yeah, stuff. so basically basically, it's like one in, in a lot of Asian languages that are not phonetic. Phonetic meaning like you can pronounce, you look at it, you can pronounce it like, you know, the letter, it's separate letters, which is very important in graffiti actually, right? <laughs> right. But in, uh, in Asian writing, it's like one character could mean like multiple different things and have a... Uh, kind of like a over- encompassing meaning too, y- y- you know. So it's just a very different grammar and uh, idea from just phonetic languages, you know. But um, so let me. Do, I'm assuming this means God, zip gun. These poor people are trying to communicate <laughs> yeah. with Trump. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, the um, the story behind. The, yeah, let's uh, hear the story behind the name, man. Oh well, I mean, so as far as like how I got the name Zip Gun. Um, when I started doing the zine years ago, it was just a real small black and white, uh, you couldn't even call it a publication. It was barely a zine, but uh, I would do it, uh, you know, I had this temp job that I was working in the middle of nowhere in an office park and I hated it. And so I was just working the front desk and so I had access to Microsoft Publisher. I put this zine together uh, and then I'm just, oh, I'm lacking, you know, a a name for it. And, I don't know. Zip gun just kind of came to me. It came uh, to you in the ethos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like uh, that. It's like, all right. Well, you know, I mean, that, that sounds like kind anything of anything to do with zip name. drive or like. Pardon? Anything to do with like a zip drive or zip? No, I but mean, you know, I, it's I, memorable, I like, man. I just like it's... the sound of it. You know, the letters and how it kind of just sounded. You know, and it was really just meant to be. You know, a, a placeholder name. The original name for it was going to be like Girls Graffiti and Grime, like 3G's mm. magazine. But uh, <laughs> in Santa Rosa, there was already uh, a magazine called 4G's, which was Guns, Girls Graffiti and Guns. So I'm like, oh, good grief! <laughs> well, there, you know, there goes like the uh, the name. But uh, it, it's grown on me over the years. Uh, you know, a lot of people start telling me, oh yeah, I really like that name. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, and no, it's a catchy name. Just, you, know, you don't forget it. You know what I mean? Once you once you hear it, it's it, it sticks in there. Yeah. It, it would just be kind of embarrassing now to be stuck with just some kind of stereotypical graffiti name like, you know, like Aerosol Damage or, you know, <laughs> Spray Paint Assassin Magazine. I mean, it's just, that's awful. I feel you, I feel you. But, no, I, totally, man. So, I mean, uh, no, you, you were know getting... What? I remember, I remember Zip Gun, uh, the first time I saw Zip Gun. Um, you run into him in the street before? No. Um, <laughs> it was actually uh, one of the stickers. Um, I don't know if it was someone had stuck it or you had stuck it, whoever was stuck it. I had done a, a stencil of the Naughty Yojini. The Naughty, Yo- do you know who that is? The Naughty Yojini. No. Um, <laughs> it's it's kind of funny. It's a, it's a little bit of a play on words almost. Um, she uh, she does posts where she um, does yoga poses, and she also does posts where she does yoga poses where she's bonded. 
with rope. Oh, go on. So like it's a <laughs> knot, like you tie a knot. Yeah. So like the knotty yojini. Oh, that's actually that's another word. another okay. uh, person uh, separately. I think is the the, the knotty yojini with it spelled like the yeah. word knot k n o t. Um, but so I did a, a stencil of her, and um, <laughs> we uh, her and I. She actually came into town. She's out of New York. And we went and put it up in a couple places in town. One of them was like in front of a 7-Eleven store. And it stayed for so long. Um, <laughs> of course, because it was of her. Like a, <laughs> of her looking at her from the back, like doing a handstand. Uh, kind of like just, sexy image, basically. Uh, yeah, basically okay. no clothes or anything. You're not seeing any, you know, uh, of the areas. Titties. But <laughs> it's just beautiful, beautiful piece. Um, and there was a, a zip gun sticker, like right in the, the, the middle riddle of it. It was only like about maybe a two inch by three inch sticker or something like that. And it was zip gun right there. I remember going by and looking at one time and seeing that. And, you know, normally I peel stuff off my stuff or whatever, but it was just so cool. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. That's... I get it. I totally get it. If I had this sticker, I would probably put it exactly where that one was put. You know what and I mean? You know, also, what before, before we get into the, that part, but, you know, we always see stickers are basically like the uh, entry to the world of street art a lot of times. You know, every street artist, when they meet you, it's almost like a business card, man. It's like, hey, here's a sticker. Or, y- y- you know, here's I mean, my sticker. Yeah. Can I have one of yours? And, yeah. hey, if you're a future guest always. on this show and you come in this show, bring your stickers because we have yeah. a table basically that all the guests have, who like come on, we basically just stick them on here, man. And, uh, you know, we want to just cover this uh, uh, whole table one day. It'll Still look kind of cool. a lot of open space. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. But, anyways, um, It'll so you, do you remember sticking this? <laughs> was that you or? Yeah, you know, I, I might have. I think. <laughs> probably. I don't mean to call you out, man. I'm just saying you give away a lot of stickers, everybody. You know what I mean? So you never know who it is, basically. Yeah. But dude, like I said, it was the the way it was put on there. It was whoever did it took their time and made sure they got it like right in the middle and everything. Yeah, and that was probably me. <laughs> I'm very particular and precise with my placement. Really? Like, yeah, I don't. I don't. I know there's some situations where, you know, you just kind of have to do it and keep moving. But, you know, if I have the opportunity to really just really kind of pick out the right placement and keep it straight, you know, then I'll go ahead. Wow. I like that, man. Attention to detail. Like the Japanese. I used to be uh, I used to be a lot more kind of forthright with going right over people or bulldozing over stuff I'm like oh fuck it i don't care who you are or what you are i'm gonna go over that and i, I try to be a little bit more mindful of that these days uh, oh yeah when stuff. we start off man we used to just take like people would just give me stickers and i would just walk down like melrose and me and me and the other founder of la star gallery we just go and just like get drunk and we just slap stickers everywhere <laughs> like you know i mean like you know so this is it, like I mean, not necessarily on pieces, but I'm just saying, like, it, it wouldn't be not straight. We don't care, you know. Not, you're not realizing that there's legions of sticker artists out there that are keeping close tabs on every single sticker exactly. they put out. Yeah. And they exactly. Yours, and they get together, and they're like, did you know this guy? Do you know this guy? No. Do you know this guy? No. All right, we're going to start keeping track of this guy, <laughs> motherfucker. The next time I see his stuff, I'm going to pull it, you know? Yeah. No, not I even mean, aware of that. There's a war going on on the streets of just the sticker war, man. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, We've absolutely. talked about that before. Um, and, uh, you know, last time we had, uh, uh, Scott Lane on, right. And then we were talking oh, yeah. about how basically Shepard Ferry, he won the, <laughs> the, the sticker war, <laughs> we were saying, right. You know, yeah. um, cow. but, but anyways, how did you, g- I mean, you know, we talked kind of a little bit about Japan. I mean, like when, when did you first make that first, uh, sticker? Because you were talking about the zine at that time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Well, the stickers I didn't really start getting into until I moved down to uh, Los Angeles. Mm. And around 2012, I was um, I was good friends with uh, Kate Dole and uh, Kelsey, who ran... Um, uh, she was going right out of my head right now. Uh, Art Primo in San Francisco, and they okay. had a uh, plug with eggshell stickers in mm. uh, Hong Kong. And they asked me, well, you know, we're putting in this order. Would you like to get some of these eggshells? And, you know, I was aware of the material before, uh, you know, especially from the, uh, you know, mid-2000s when BNE was all over San Francisco. And he was the mm. one, I think, that, you know, uh, really introduced the concept of this material to the graffiti world. And mm. here was a sticker that you could put on a surface that would more or less bond with whatever you put it onto. Sure. Now, I don't know what, what kind of eggshells BNE used. I mean, that was some legendary material. Like, the eggshells <laughs> that I use, you know, they're pretty permanent once they have a chance to cook. But, man, it, 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 his stickers, I mean, they burned their way onto the, you know, whatever he stuck them to. I, there must it's have been some base. sort of banned substance in them or something like that. You know, something that's illegal well, in the U.S. To get, to, to get into it, a lot of, a lot of the, I think a lot of the adhesive nowadays on the back of stickers are like more water-based now, but definitely those are like solvent-based. So that's the good oh, yeah, shit. No, that's the good 100%. shit. You, you, you said know, B you know. and E, right? Yeah. Yeah. Remember seeing B and E over in Amsterdam? Yeah. All yeah, in our yeah. area? Dang. Man, you have such a good memory, too. There was sticker, B and E stickers. Up and I think I got pictures of them too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Teach put a put a little piece, uh, uh, a stencil piece of John Lennon and his wife actually, um, and then on oh, it's not his wife. It's uh, it's just some some girl. I don't know if it's one of his singers or something like that. Oh, but, okay. Um, it's called the 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 weed hat or something like that. Um, but basically, this hat that she has on um, has all these weeds in it, and he's watering it, and and he's it looks like he's smoking. Like one of the weeds, the way he's holding it and smelling it. Yeah. But so I put this stencil right outside the uh, the Airbnb where we were staying, and on that box there was already a B and E sticker on there. Sure. As well as down the street, around the corner, and down that street, and you know just like all over. I saw B and E stickers all over Amsterdam. Actually, teach you had like a you had like kind of like a battle with uh, somebody in. Well, a- I didn't really have a battle. It was. Um, <laughs> Uh, and I can't figure out if it's if it's tips or lips what the guy writes. Um, well, I, just, I put a stencil up of a dog. I, I made a, a beautiful stencil, stencil of a um, was it some kind of a Dutch dog? Yeah, Dutch uh, shepherd. That's what it was, a Dutch mm. shepherd. And I put it up on this box, and I was trying to be careful, you know, not to cover certain parts of the box or certain tags. And the uh, the ear of the dog went over a little bit. Uh, this guy's tag and it looked like it said um, lips yeah and this was about <laughs> I don't know maybe one o'clock in the morning or something like that two o'clock no that's right it was about two o'clock went back down there later that morning when it was daylight and this dude had already come back by <laughs> yeah gotta police your spots and yeah no this dude was totally on it um, and he had basically um crossed over something and then wrote no it's lies he crossed over the piece the the teach piece i I, that's right i put a little uh teach piece star learn and teach piece and he wrote no it's lies over the top of that but he did not touch the dog he did not go over the dog (laughs) at all so i thought that was really cool and you know what the thing is I feel like we did see that guy actually, because there was a there was a, a gentleman or a, a, just a dude. He was wearing like you know 
a get a yellow like sword. Oh, there was a few people kind of sitting around like, yeah. yeah. I, I, I bet he worked at that restaurant right there. <laughs> because it made sense. That, and he hit right there and a couple other spots right around it. But he definitely either lives in that area or works in that area because, I mean, a couple hours later and it was already. It was already up. And this guy was like, it's, it's uh, no, it's lies. And then he just tagged lips all down the street. And this is why I want to bring this up because this is like a narrative going on in the street. When I look at your zine, man, this is the kind of like dialogue I feel that's like going on. It's like people aren't. If you're not in this, man, you're not paying attention to this. You don't know what the fuck this is. It all just looks like shit to you. you I'm know? curious to hear what, what your idea yeah. of, uh, of like, the, the unwritten rules of the street as far as, like, you know, stickers, uh, pasters, stencils, throwies. I mean, from my perspective, I think that sort of in, in the hierarchy of things that, you know, tags kind of always come first because, to me, that carries the greatest, uh, you know, risk going out there with paint, whether it's a marker or a can of paint. I mean, that's not something that you're going to explain away if somebody catches it doing it. You yeah. Know, sticker, wheat paste. Yeah, I mean, we kind of get a free pass with that because you can kind of just be like, oh, I got this at a hip-hop show or, oh, I didn't know I could do that, <laughs> you know, and... Yeah, that's happened to me before, and I just kind of shrug and be like, oh, it's oh, it's not mine. You know, I saw these other stickers around here. I'm sorry. So you have uh, had cop run-ins. Yeah, you're not going to do that. If you catch a big flare tag on the side of a building, it's like, yeah, <laughs> no explaining that. that's illegal. You know, and people put their asses on the line for that. You get locked up for that kind of stuff. Yeah, right. And so... You know, I, I think that if you're going to be out there putting out wheat paste and stickers, that you really do have to kind of, uh, you know, respect that. Uh, you know, if you see like a bunch of tags over a spot, you know, don't be surprised if you put up, you know, your wheat paste or your stickers and then you come back and that it's either ripped down or crossed out or, you know, people are hitting you. What people will come to you and be like, hey, what the fuck are you doing? Because yep. yeah. it's, it's really serious for some people. You know, I, I think there's some writers out there that, you know, are pretty mellow people and they're really understanding of it. And then the, there's some people that I've met, man. I mean, it's just, you know, straight up, I'm, you know, I'm not going to mince words it's like career criminals that happen to be <laughs> happening, yeah. happen to be good at art. Yeah. And exactly. you really just don't know, uh, you know, who you could be going over. I don't like so. But, uh, you know, I, I think as long as you're just kind of, you know, paying that paying that respect and not trying to, you know, I think another thing that really bothers graffiti writers is when there's like, you know, sticker artists or wheat pacers that try to like put themselves on that kind of level, that risk level, mm. you know, and, mm. and there's definitely, you know, a, a big difference uh, in that. But I, I think as long as you, you know, you respect that, uh, you know, and mind your P's and Q's, uh, you know, and you're consistent about what you do and you get up and, you know, you're around a lot and you rock a good design, then, uh, you know, you'll get... Uh, you know, you'll get uh, attention and respect uh, from those individuals for sure. I've heard I've heard some some people argue, and one of these people is I want to actually we can point it out is uh, Greg from Melrose and Fairfax that he would argue that if a, it's a sticker is for like a particular brand or something like that, it's not true street art. Oh like, yeah, right, absolutely. Yeah, you can go right over that. You know, if I see stickers for like tattoo shops or you know somebody's <laughs> clothing fly by company night. or what's that like clothing company or yeah you know some fast fashion or you know follow my podcast or something i'm just like oh great well thanks for clearing the space for me great thank you yeah well let me i'm just saying like it's it's kind of for people who don't know i mean you know they might think a zip gun is like a is like a uh a brand of clothing or you, you know what i mean i'm just saying like so what, what do you define you know your your brand as or your 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 mark you know like what is it to you is it 
Uh, <laughs> is that a tough, weird question? Is, or is no, it... no, no. Um, you know, it's, I, I don't know, it, it's, it's several things. It, it's, you know, it's my identity of who I am, uh, you know, as a designer and an artist. It's, uh, it's a lifestyle brand uh, that represents, you know, a certain segment of sure. the, uh, of the graffiti world. I, I don't try to speak for, for all the graffiti. I think there's multiple perspectives and takes that people, uh, uh, approach it with. And, you know, I, I have my own, uh, way of telling the story of the art form uh, with my zine, uh, and brand. So yeah, it's my artist's identity. It's a brand, um, you know, I, got, I love what you do by, uh, you're basically helping to document, Thanks. Um, you know, a lot of artists that normally wouldn't be. It's kind of like L.A. Street Art Gallery. I mean, and it, I feel like, of course, yours is more graffiti, but basically we try to kind of just uh, let people know who are who care, you know, of yeah. like what's going on in the scene, man. And this podcast is just another platform basically for uh, artists like yourself to come on and really just promote like a little bit more about your personality and let people know about, you know, what, what you stand for too, you know, so. Yeah. Great photos too, bro. Hey, thanks. You know, it's I I mean, I don't try to like really make it out to be any kind of particular mission or I'm doing, you know, I'm doing some kind of good. It's just it's just fun for me. You know, I'm just I'm just a regular guy with a hobby that, you know, (laughs) a a hobby that's, you know, spanned all, you know, a long time now. But uh, it's just fun for me to do. And, you know, it's it's been a blast just developing my you know my photography style over the years and yeah. really kind of learning how to manipulate InDesign and Photoshop to more or less make anything I want now uh, as far as like printed uh, material goes. Um, he has some pretty hot Asian chicks inside there too. Oh dude yeah <laughs> no, I mean just do the, the the layout of this and everything um, is uh, and the, the production quality you know yeah thanks top well, of the line man. That is, that, you know. Even though it's animation, man, I, I mean, I don't know if take this as a compliment, but it's like a little bit hood, a little bit gangster, too. Like, it, it grimy. Yeah. You, you yeah, know what no, I mean? Absolutely. So, like, that, that's how I kind of see it as. And definitely, like, you know, I'm, I'm attracted to the, 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 the lettering and everything, too, man. Yeah. Um, awesome, bro. I think it just draws from, like, a lot of different elements that, uh, you know, of my life. Um, you know, it draws from a lot of different visual aesthetic and cultural aesthetics uh, that appeal to me a lot. You know, like I was mentioning earlier, there was that whole just growing up with that kind of just influence uh, artistically in my life from watching those cartoon shows yeah. or whether it was like my dad overseas and bringing back some random comics for me to look at. You know, sure. it, it was just sort of something that I grew up with. It wasn't like I was 17 years old and all of a sudden I get this massive exposure to it going to some store at the mall. I mean, this was just, you know, something it wasn't I really... It was like a rupture. It was like a gradual thing. Yeah, yeah. It just like really over the years, you know, and it really just led to have like a big influence on like, you know, what I appreciate as far as design and visuals. It doesn't necessarily have to be from like Asia or Japan to be cool to me, but... I think what really appeals to me about that culture is they're so meticulous yes. uh, in oh their design God, and their placement. Everything, you know, all elements of just Kaizen, life man. and society out there. It just, you go there and everything has a place for itself. Nothing yep. seems like haphazard or out of place. It's just, it's like everything kind of just snaps uh, into place. And so with the booklets, it really kind of just draws upon like a lot of things that appeal to me. You know, there's certain styles of graffiti that I like. I'm drawn more to like the street bombing and street level illegal tagging stuff. And I think that meshes well with, you know, that kind of Blade Runner aesthetic that I think Asian culture, you know, presents. That's exactly what I was thinking when I was looking at that Blade Runner. I cannot for some yeah. reason think of the name of the fucking movie, but it's exactly very much Blade Runner. Just a combination of the uh, the graffiti shots with the other, um, 
guess lifestyle shots and yeah. uh, and establishing shots. And, and so that's cool. like that's like another thing that I think is really important for like a good publication is to at least have a centralized focus, but vary the content enough to where it's just not the same stuff over and over again. I mean, I can't tell you the amount of like graffiti books and magazines that I've received as gifts over the years that you know I look through it once and it just goes right on right into the closet, or right up onto the bookshelf, yeah. and whatnot because it's just. You know, you need like a little bit of visual variety or else it all just starts to gel together page after page. And, you know, there's just nothing that really wants to motivate me to pick it up again and look at it. You know, I got to ask you, man. So, like, how do you feel about like hentai, dude? <laughs> oh, <laughs> you yeah. Hentai is? <laughs> sure. Is I, it just, you know, it's an interesting topic, man. You know, like, OK, I personally there's like, you know, people who are into like anime right but they're also into anime porn too man like you know they, they like to watch like uh uh cartoons get it on you, you know what i mean and then the thing is like the japanese <laughs> since they they are very like meticulous about like they get very dark into like a lot of their stuff so oh, wow so one of the things like is like they have like tentacle porn basically have you heard about this shit before tentacle <laughs> wow you know about this right yeah right? okay <laughs> zip like guns like yeah yeah <laughs> don't make me feel like the odd man like... you're not gonna shock me it's... <laughs> no, i'm just saying like for yeah. me like I, I didn't really grow up with it man and but like i said a lot of kids these days are into it man you have an opinion on it <laughs> um you know i think it's i think it's its own art form and alike and i think the way it's illustrated like yes i mean it's you you know, you can't deny that some of those are just very sexy, well-executed yeah. uh, illustrations. I think it really shows, uh, you know, an idealized version of the female form with this very almost like candy-like appearance. Oh, well, Jesus that, Christ. <laughs> Anytime you invoke the word candy when describing something cute or attractive it ultimately leads somewhere really bad but you know i mean it's just we do have a lady here as a producer uh, yeah <laughs> i'm kidding i'm you kidding know, it's just the right balance of bright colors and just illustrations yeah it looks good it looks you know it looks hot an, an american version man it's like jessica rabbit man like you know jessica rabbit yeah, to me is like you no, know, no, not so much. No, that's that's weird. No, or you know, I'm just saying like the same like sexualizing a cartoon. That's that's what I'm saying. It's like a similar like it's like oh, what they're yeah, doing. I see it, that it, shit. That's so. Oh, I hate that. That's so. Uh, I think that's so weird. How they just. I've seen stuff on the internet where they just you know they'll sexualize the Simpsons. Yeah, or, what the like, fuck? Disney oh wow. And that's just. That's, <laughs> so that's uh, not yeah, that's gross. not 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 that. <laughs> There's no appreciation for that type of hentai. <laughs> that's the only, uh, yeah, no, that's I can, I can see that being funny, but uh, anything other than funny, you know, like you know. So I've I've been to J I've been to Japan. I haven't really again. I've only been on the cookie cutter bullshit like tours that we normally go on, man. But I'm you know what I really really like. There's a dark side of Japan that like you know there's like a. Um, uh, different like underground clubs and things like that. There's like a cabaret show that has like hot chicks and robots or something. <laughs> something like yeah, that. that's uh, that's in Shinjuku. Uh, that's actually a really touristy thing. Oh, okay, now it's yeah, a touristy that's thing. That's a big time touristy thing. That, okay, that's like the equivalent of going to like Hollywood Boulevard and like posing with like you know the the low rent okay, Captain so, America. So, that, or, so, that, not, so that's not so dark. <laughs> yeah. Okay, there's other stuff like. There's like cuddle hotels too. Like you could pay a chick. Then there's not. It's not sexual at all. But basically, you just pay them, and then like you know, people need that human interaction. You yeah. know, I, I feel like 
I feel like one thing I'm Chinese, man. You know, a lot of Chinese people feel a certain way about Japanese people because of the histories, you know what I mean? But I do have a, I actually respect um, the Japanese so much because just like what you said, everything has a place. I live my life actually by a Japanese principle called Kaizen, which is actually in Chinese is Gaizen, means constant improving actually. And what it, it's a business principle actually. It's where every single thing has its place. Like let's just say you're running a factory and you have a tool bench. And, uh, you know, where your wrench goes, basically, you draw the outline of a wrench, and then that's where you put it. And then, so, if you need to use it, you use it, and you put it right back in that exact same spot. Oh, I fucking like that. Yeah, man. <laughs> and the thing is, like, put it this way. You can use this in, like, small areas of your life, you know? It's like, how many times are you flipping around for your keys, man? You know what I mean? You just put your fucking keys Oh, dude, I got fucking <laughs> twin nine-year-olds and a wife. Give me a break. Like, okay, well, if you have kids, this kind of fucks up the picture, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's like, you know, if you, I always say that if you put put it in a specific space then you'll always know where to look for it basically you would right? think <laughs> exactly right but this is like not at the beale household yeah. <laughs> but this is what i mean by like this is kind of like the like playing hide and go seek with your shit <laughs> they, your kids hide your keys on purpose to make you mad huh? oh fuck no they know better than to mess with me no they, they my kids my, my kids love me but they also fear me oh, they i know see. better yeah, than, yeah, to, yeah. than to respect respect not fear right no fear <laughs> <laughs> They're they're not old enough to understand respect yet, I don't think. But but you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean. Though? There's that dark side of Japan. I mean, have you been able to explore any of this aside from the graffiti? I mean, like oh, you said, yeah, you were able no, to break you, loose. The, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was out there for two weeks, uh, and like, um, I don't know if it was if it was really if it's really so much of like a dark side. Is it just like there's just a lot of very niche niche elements mm, uh, mm-hmm. to culture out there. I mean just exploring Tokyo it's just full of so many different like little micro environments you can go from a place like Jinza 6 which is just gosh like the pinnacle of like luxury shopping mm-hmm. and just style and class and then you can get uh, you know into Shinjuku late at night where it's just neon soaked streets and you know people coming in and out of like you know massage parlors or you know weird little cutty spots uh, you know <laughs> all kinds of just stores and or you go to like and stuff and there's literally worlds within worlds uh out there or like cosplay people man yeah, like, you, know, yeah. you can go to an area and everybody's like dressed like a disney character <laughs> or some shit dude i swear to god man They're yeah not a disney character but in some like the fetish zones and they don't see it as that they don't know it's their lifestyle it's not like it's a sexual thing man it's just like they literally like hey we like to have uh, uh this is how we roll <laughs> yeah, yeah so i always found that really fascinating man you don't find that in any other um countries man and you know japan's like very advanced in that in that way basically um and you got to respect it man you got to you got to respect the like, efficiency and the uh uh I, I respect effort dude I respect yeah man the, uh, i mean that, like yeah. i said he's as a chinese person i mean if you don't know just why chinese people feel a certain way it's just because like japan invaded uh china during world war ii and that's why the majority of like chinese people are here in america actually a lot of people because people are refugees like coming over from taiwan or whatever and that's what like when my family came over but again like i always say you got to respect it man and when i was a kid i was super drawn to japanese culture too man i mean i know you said dragon ball is a little bit later than your thing but i was obsessed man you know i mean yeah whether it's dragon ball whether it's street fighter man i mean all those are a little bit later but they all kind of come from these characters come from like Japan, man, you know, and uh, uh, definitely has a huge influence on my taste in art too, you know, definitely. How long have you been in the, in the LA area? Uh, so I moved down to LA in uh, 2011 mm-hmm. uh, from the Bay Area, and I set up shop in Koreatown, mm. and um, you know, here in 
Los Angeles represented just a, a huge blank canvas to, to work with. And at the time, you know, you know, getting back to earlier when, you know, I didn't yet have the stickers. And so when Art Primo lined those up, I um, was like, oh, well, gosh, I got to come up with something, you know. But I, I'd seen stickers that were just really trying to cram way too much onto uh, you know, a small three by four piece of vinyl that, you know, it's, you know, you're going, you're moving quick on the street, you know, you, you try to you decipher some, you know, burner shrunk down to that size. It's, yeah. just, it's just a blur and you're not yeah. going to pay attention to that. So I needed something that was like a real kind of impactful font while integrating something that would kind of catch your eye and make you stop and go like, wait, what? That's, that's English and kanji there. But what was the kanji underneath it say? Uh, or actually... Wait, it's life. It, he, that's what it says. Yeah, we'll do, we'll just stick with kanji. I, I don't know. It, that's like a mix of hiragana and katakana. Yeah. No, I, anyways, so this man uh, is knowledgeable. Straight up knowledge, <laughs> I, bro. I, try, I do a good job of kidding people a lot of the time on that. I don't know how intelligent I really can claim to be, but you know, I know <laughs> Dude, enough. Dude, you get sound by. like it, so. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so with the sticker. Um, I've never. Everybody always wants to know what the like the the zip the actual zip gun font is. I won't give that up. You know, if, you know, do your Why research, you? find out what it is for yourself. Um, so the characters below it. I used to have a WordPress site called Zip Gun for Life. You know, because at the time, you know, I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to be doing this for life. Or I'm going to rep this for life. Which and, is your Instagram right now? Right? Oh, the it's Instagram. Ambitious. Yeah. yeah. Nothing wrong so with it's that. so it's yeah. So that Zip Gun for Life is my Instagram right now, and so. I uh, so I did a rough Google translation, and this is an actual the uh, the final. This is the final iteration of it, but there was actually one that came before it. It was a di slightly different translation, but there was an extra character on the end, and I'm like, oh god, that's really kind of fucking with the design. And how that <laughs> like, you know what? Like a true I, artist, man. Like, uh, I bet I could just get clip that at the end. You know, it's probably like an apostrophe or something. You know, right? And then it just completely threw off you know all of it it was just complete you know you know the arrogance of appropriating this language and using it for design purposes and yeah it bit me in the ass like so many other people that have just you know gotten what they think is bravery on their arm but it ends up you know translating the lunchbox or something <laughs> like that. So it wasn't i mean it wasn't that off it was more like i would have friends that would look at it and they're like oh what's this supposed to say i'm like oh it says for life and they're yeah. like Oh, sure, I guess. I'm like, uh oh. So I, I, I ran through like 3,000 of those stickers, and then I, you know, I got a friend to actually do a, a good translation for me. So it doesn't actually translate to like for life in the sense of I'm going to be doing this for life. It's more like, you know, for daily hustle, for daily living, you know, for the daily grind. I'm like, yeah, yeah, all right, that, that works. That works great. It's so yeah, funny I, I'll, I'll take that. Now that and I'm looking at it, it's very nice too. If you just take yeah. a look at these two characters in in Chinese or in kanji in Japanese, they definitely mean life. Uh, okay, this means this means life, shenhuo, basically. Okay. Well, obviously. Yeah, and this means way, basically. <laughs> so I'm just saying it. Act it it actually means that so don't don't, don't yeah don't yeah, yeah it is. don't uh, no I'm saying wait as in like the character basically oh. <laughs> oops <laughs> you know you know what I'm so so I'm just saying like uh, yeah man it it's, it's beautiful actually it, I didn't connect it to your uh, zip gun for life actually but now I get it <laughs> yeah well I mean there were other there were other graffiti artists before me who would uh, you know use this style of just their name and then you know sure. a, a catchphrase of mm -hmm. sorts underneath it like BNE did it uh, leader. 
uh, from San Francisco. Uh, he had a really good one, except it was Korean underneath his name. And so I, I was always really struck by those particular designs that they did. And so I figured, well, there's not too many people that are, you know, kind of doing this right now. And, you know, I'm sure these guys aren't going to care if I kind of, you know, follow in their footsteps. And so I made the design and, you know, thousands and thousands of stickers later, you know, I mean. Well, here we are sitting with yeah, and talking to you, man. No, I mean, you know what? That's what we always say. Graffiti and tagging is about fame, man. It's about getting up and then, hey, I exist here, right? You know? Yeah. Well, that's the that's part maybe of for a lot of people. For some people, it's therapeutic. For some people, that's true. it's territorial. That's true. Um, all the above. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, like I said, it's just, hey, we wouldn't be talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it, it's doing something, man. You, you know? Sure. So let me ask you, which one is, like, I see you kind of document so many throwies and different things on your on your site man i mean um are those all original pictures i'm assuming they are basically. yeah yeah those are yeah those uh, that's all my photography awesome I mean, awesome i don't uh and he's such I a decipher or two he can read these no, i'm saying you I can know. decipher that's... them hey that's like a skill oh, in itself yeah. man you know i mean half the time i was i was telling at the beginning of this podcast we always just say I, one time i was like spending like five minutes reading i was like i think it says fart nugget (laughs) like you spend so much time like just like so it's like it's a skill just to uh decipher these tags man you know and this guy's got it man yeah i mean there's always going to be somebody that knows more than you but i think that yeah i've kind of been immersed in it for so long that i can decipher letter forms yeah pretty good and you know like i said there's always going to be somebody that either knows more than you or has more experience Oh, excuse me. Some more experience with it, but um, who are uh, who are some of your uh, favorite writers? Um, Graffiti, like throwies, pieces, whatever. I mean, I guess it's it's. I don't, I'm re- I don't really like calling out people by name because it's always because uh, it's just like when, when I start to like name people that are my favorites and stuff. You know, I inevitably leave something. You know, I'll leave somebody out. Or, oh yeah, me too. You I know, it. It, it, it's just one of those things. If I see something I like, I know what I like. I guess. Um, and, uh, but there, there's definitely some individuals out there that are really have just put in the amount of time to build up their fame and notoriety and hit spots all over the world. And I, I think what's really important for me to really like somebody is someone that's has a strong baseline style, but you know they take chances, they branch out with trying different things. And I mean, there's there's some people that have done the same thing for decades, and you know it works because what they paint is really distinctive and memorable and cool, but. Then there's some other people who I think that, you know, if they didn't adapt their style and take their time to really evolve it, would just inevitably just lose people's attention and eventually become completely irrelevant. So Right. Uh, absolutely agreed. I think it, that's where it also uh, comes down to the people's, you know, different means for what they're doing, why they're doing it. Um, for the people who, you know, do throwies that, that look the same, they do them repetitiously, you know, all over the place. It's, it's kind of a therapeutic thing. You know, um, and uh, the guys who take the more artistic route, you know, trying new things every once in a while. That's, I mean, as, as artists, that's you're, what you're supposed to do as an artist is to always expand, continuously try to expand your mind and, and what you're not only what you're doing, but what you're taking in as well. Sure. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you on that. I love seeing um, some of the OGs trying new stuff um because you know sometimes you might even get inspired by something they do you know um but so yeah man i I love seeing it all um love seeing the the ogs popping up their throwaways pieces burners and stuff like that um but i i I get you on on calling the names out because i'm i'm that guy that 
back in the day, would go to the damn music store and forget the name of the band. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I wouldn't be the one that, like, tried to hum it and sing it for the guy. I didn't go that far. Um, yeah, it's always an embarrassment. It never comes but, out how you want it to sound. You know? Yeah, but... <laughs> like, why? That's all that goes on. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> Him. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm horrible about uh, remembering names and stuff like that. But that's... Um, I'm, I'm right there with you on, um, you know, as far as, uh, you know, getting up styles and everything and um, uh, changing and, and, uh, and just getting up as many different places as possible. Yeah. It's, uh, it's very impressive. How's the scene different in, like, NorCal than uh, down here or, you know, because it's not as big, definitely, right? Yeah. Um, I think in Northern California, uh, you know, there's things to, things tend to be a lot more focused up there. I think that really engaging in arresting graffiti, uh, you know, sparing any really bad beef with like another writer or urban redevelopment. There's some pieces and productions and rollers that can run a really long time. You know, there's stuff that I see from like 10, 11 years ago that's still running up in the Bay Area. And uh, I, I think there's just uh, there's a lot more mutual respect up there for spots uh, you know, and for the longevity of certain things and certain names and people that have put in their dues that are afforded, uh, you know, a certain amount of, you know, personal space around their work. And down here in Los Angeles, I mean, yeah, as it should be, I see something, you know, that I want to take a picture of, you know, I got to hustle to get a photo of it because <laughs> before it's, just, it's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. It's people. It's just dog eat dog down here. It's very competitive. It's very, it's, I would say the ego, beefs, ego. Uh, huh? You uh, can you recall any beefs that you've uh, seen happen or knowledgeable of? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, co- yeah, no comment on that. You know, when, no it, names. Co- when it comes, no names. when it when it comes to drama and beef, you know, I always like to kind of follow a good policy of like keeping other people's names out of my mouth. I, I used to really kind of try to keep up on all like all that gossip and you know he said she said stuff, but it, it only really invited. Uh, trouble in the end and stuff. It's, it's like and taking it, sides sometimes. You know? well, yeah, it escalates so yeah. fast. I mean, it, it can it can escalate the situation. It can get you, you know, just drawn in uh, just by mentioning it. You know, I've had people hit me up and be like, hey, man, you know, I, I heard you talking shit. You know, why talk? <laughs> Even when you just want to kind of just recap something, you know, somebody could, you know, interpret that as being like, hey, just by talking about it, you're keeping that alive or, you know, you're you're not even involved in that, dude. So why are you trying to make it your business? <laughs> a lot of Instagram gangsters, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no, absolutely. no, but you know what? That's this is this is good for people to hear because, um, you know, it's we're, we're trying to educate them on the, the culture of, of what it's like to, to be in the, in the game. And, um, you know, we want to try to keep people safe. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's like you're saying, sometimes the best way to take care of a, of a situation is not to go, you know, calling someone out and calling names and stuff like that. It's, you know, better to, you know, meet up with people that know that person, try sure. to communicate with them, find someone that can reason with both sides, you know, um, try to form some kind of a mediation or something like that, um, <laughs> but the shit, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. In, in some, sometimes yeah, it's just in not an ideal happen. world. I mean, no, I mean, I think it's more likely to end up with like, you know, a, a fist fight. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, people get put into the hospital for stuff. I've seen, you know, people just really throw down and get into some bad fights. But, I, you know, it's hearkening back to Fight Club. I think when it really gets down <laughs> to it, I think most people will do uh, everything in their power to really kind of avoid a fight. There's a lot of just kind of posturing and saving 
saber rattling at times and stuff. But yeah, it does occasionally spill over into. I like that uh, saber rattling. Yeah, that's, that's the yeah. perfect one. <laughs> it really <laughs> it is. It does spill over you know, into that violence, but you know, I mean, it, hey, it comes with the territory. That's that's what fucking you know graffiti and bombings about. You know, I mean, you have to accept you know there's certain elements of it that you know aren't ever gonna you know be smoothed out regardless of how mainstream it goes. There's always gonna be a criminal violent element yeah. to it, and if you're not willing, if you're not prepared to deal with the consequences of that, then it's probably not really something that you should be involved in. Or if you are involved in it, take whatever steps you can so that you don't attract that to yourself. And so that's why, you know, I always try to just... Hey, so what do you think about that? So I'm like, uh, 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 no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, it's like, yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll talk about it, but that's like, keep it real general you know, here. You, you, you know what I mean? If oh, so you did, you, you passed the test. I wanted to, <laughs> yeah, you, if you, you know, say like you're my buddy Secta and you come over, yeah, then, then we'll be like, oh, yeah, you hear about that guy? Oh, yeah, man, he fucked up bad, man. Or like, yeah, but you hear about that girl? Oh, yeah, 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 not bad, you know, but, uh, yeah, now if you're on, if you're speaking to where multitudes can hear you or something like that, you got to be careful. Yeah, I mean, especially on this podcast, man, we have a lot of different groups listening now. You know, I mean, there's people from like very, very beginner street artists now to like because we've always at Ellie Street Art Gallery, we've always covered both graffiti and street art, right? Yeah. You know, and then we just, you know, we the thing is like, unlike I feel Melrose and Fairfax, they got into the beefs. You know, it's like, oh, this person capped this person, this person capped that person. Yeah, you know, what we that's... wanted to do is just kind of stay away from that because yep. that's like. Because just because I want to try to that, show people how to get along, yeah, and just the fact that you're reporting on something, you're shining a light to something a lot of times, you know. I mean, sometimes it's just some personal, mm. personal thing, you know. What I mean, and to mm -hmm. us, I'm like, hey, although that's kind of like there's a storyline, there's a narrative to follow on the street, you know what I mean? Uh, we would rather just give kind of people just a general introduction to a lot of the artists and to the scene, just so, uh, like, but again, that's great advice, man. It's like, hey, what. Watch, watch what you're doing, man, or else you might get a hot biscuit in your mouth, man. <laughs> that's that's what I'm saying, man. That's what I've I've mentioned on this podcast before. Um, when you're dealing with uh, with some of these crews, you know, some of these guys in their crew may be you know cool, laid back, or whatever, but then some of the guys in the crew are straight up gangsters and gnarly, gnarly like you know uh, head stomping gangsters. So you mess with one of their guys. You know, you're not messing with him. You mess with one of his guys, you're getting it. So, um, so, so I'm just saying, like, you know, you've been seeing immersed for so long, and you've kind of seen street art become more and more popular because, I mean, it's always been around since the '60s, right? You know, people are sure. stenciling and things like that. Um, you know, do you see more of it? I mean, uh, most of your your uh, photographs aren't street art. You know, they're tags and graffiti, basically. But yeah. you know, do you have to like? avoid those pieces a lot of times I'm just curious you, you know what I mean I like avoid them like if I when, see when it taking a photograph basically you know I mean, because it's not your style necessarily oh, or what I mean yeah I I try to avoid taking pictures of if I can because that's not really that's really not really kind of the narrative I'm trying mm, to kind yeah. of form uh with zip gun and the like but sure it, it's unavoidable sometimes it's just sort of part of that environment that sure. I'm you know where I'm taking a photo of but uh you know if uh you know if i yeah, i don't this. see it being the part of his aesthetic yeah no i don't see it yeah. at all that's what i'm saying like it's just like obviously in those areas in the past like 10 years you see that more and more right you, you yeah. know what i mean so it's just like a I got a question for you i know there's a lot of the graffiti artists out there that really appreciate you know being documented um and everything have you ever had guys say hey you know don't don't publish my pictures of my stuff um you know, I don't. I don't think. No, I've never gotten anybody that said like, "Hey, you know, 
keep my shit out of your fucking your lame booklets or anything like that. self-deprecating. But you know, I mean, if if somebody you know, yeah, if somebody did ever did send me that message, I would just kind of look. I'm like, all right, well. Fuck you then. Sure, I won't. I won't. Okay, we're, we're trying to give you press, right? man. Yeah. You know, I, mean, I think we've, we've I come think... across that. We've we've come across all kinds of people. You know, when uh, some of the people that are just totally cool, and and then other people that it's just like, uh, okay, never mind. Never right. mind. You go ahead and keep doing your thing. Yeah, I mean, I think deep down, like anybody is going to be thrilled to see their stuff in, like you know, in a print publication or mm. any on any kind of platform that's going to gain them exposure uh, and the like. I mean, I know that there's some people out there that really that kind of see me as this guy that's you know, got his claim to fame on the backs of other people but really it's just it's just fun for me man it's, it's just a hobby that i like to pursue you know i don't have any ulterior oh you mode. mean like you you uh, borrowed their pictures that they took right and 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 the design that they did and everything dude you took these amazing pictures you know what i mean <laughs> you're the one that put all this together and everything anyone that's got a problem with that yeah. yeah, fuck them. No, I guess he's just saying that he's like, are, are the artists saying like, hey, you're take, you're like, using my <laughs> like. No, 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 no. I'm saying that the people who have a problem oh, with yeah, him yeah. taking pictures of other people's you know artwork, he's taking the pictures. He's doing the hustle. Yeah, this is yeah, the man putting true. the work oh, okay, in. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know no, what I'm I, saying? I agree. I agree it's not like yeah. he's calling these guys up and saying, hey, send me some pictures of your stuff or something like that. You yeah, know what definitely. I mean? I would this never, I would never all... think that you're building it on the backs of uh, these guys, man. That's, he's I, he's a creator. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, and these guys are lucky to be on the fucking ride. And right. dude, I'm telling you, you have like a certain aesthetic. Like we said, we opened this little zine, man, and I'm 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 gonna be looking at it quite a few times, man. Right you, you know what right, I mean? Because you. you're you're right, dude. This is like. And you know what? It's more beautiful than on the street when you see it on the street, man. Because the way you've kind of well, like the lighting—you're never going to have that good of lighting That's and, true. and and you know uh, design and everything. Most of the time, when you see pieces on the street, you know it's in the daylight. You got sunlight, you got shadows, and everything. Sometimes you can't see exactly all the piece or whatever. You know, this is just every single piece. Uh, you couldn't take a better picture of it, basically. Yeah. I mean, I can't. Uh, I w- I would say that anyone that really detracts from it, just you know, the, the people that hit me up about it, it's just. You know, people people reaching out from obscurity. I mean, I I made something cool and I ran with it, and it's gained an audience. And I think, you know, I, I think deep down, maybe a lot of people are just like, well, fuck, why didn't I think of that first? You yeah, know, that's right? what it is. No, it's a lot of that. Yeah, that's what it is. You know, and <laughs> I, I think another part of it is maybe some people will look at me and be like, well, you know, you're not out there taking the same risks. You know, is somebody you know. Know, doing a fill on a busy boulevard or hanging down over you know a freeway uh, on ramp to paint something you know maybe 80 feet up in the air and yeah I'm, I'm not trying to claim that i'm that type of person you know and i won't sit here and try to dredge up you know my past involvement with illegal graffiti as some sort of validation for me to be doing this it's mm. just you know i just like doing it and it's fun and i'm good at it and people <laughs> like it so why should i stop why Dope, should i man. bring anything to a halt just because somebody doesn't like that or agree with it you know i mean and that's to be expected you know it's oh absolutely dude anytime you're doing something that is you know turning out really cool and and you're reaching a lot of people as soon as you start reaching a lot of people you're always, always. Yeah, you're gonna get some haters. thumbs downs, man. That's, yeah. that's actually what someone told me. You're gonna me. get some shitty YouTube comments. <laughs> you know? I used to have a thin skin about my pieces in the street when I first got started, and you know, someone, you know, very wisely said, "Look, dude, um, you know, you, you gotta thicken your skin up. 
because if sure. you're going to let that yeah. little bit of shit detour what you're trying to do, you're never going to accomplish what you're wanting to do. Yeah. You know, you just, <laughs> you haven't even reached that many people. Once you start reaching a lot of people, dude, you'd be surprised how much hate will come your way, especially if you're succeeding. Yeah. There, there's, there's, I've, I've dealt with some real weirdos. I've dealt with some real weird shit recently too. Uh, you know, it's just, we love to hear about it if you want to expand. <laughs> no, there's no. no yeah, I mean, I, I would like I would like to expand on that, but you know, I th- I think it would just be kind of playing into you know, yeah, you're right. you know, playing individual into- desire to like kind of even just by me mentioning it validates you know mm. what they've done. I so, agree. You know, I agree. Sometimes people go back just to deny them that. Let's keep it good, generic, and not these stupid little anecdotal things that are always. There's always going to be some you know bad thing about something or other oh you know i can I tell mean? you some good anecdotal stories man shit i mean that that story that i don't want to talk about is just it's, well anyway it's just bizarre but uh yeah, i a um, good story yeah um so where uh, what was i talking about um but yeah so stories. it's just it, it's a great thing that i enjoy and i love doing and i like and yeah it's just a, anybody that really is uh you know come to be complaining about just I don't really pay that much attention to them. I used to try to reason with people and kind of talk to them and explain, you know, <laughs> you know, oh, you know, you're, you're just this creep that, you know, that fetishizes Asian culture. You're riding on other people's backs. And I'd be like, now, hold on a second here. And I would try to talk them through, like, you know, this. It this sounds is like something... this person's a fan because they actually look through quite a bit of your work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of times I'm telling you, a lot of they just want to so have you, some You try to take the time to, to reason <laughs> well, with them. Well, yeah, yeah, I used to take the time to try and reason with them and explain, you know, like, well, look, this is the influence I had growing up and this is why i do it and this is why i enjoy it and you know you just waste your time and energy because if they're coming to you with that kind of attitude they've already made it up in their mind that you're an asshole yeah, you know and there's and nothing just, you can do they're just looking for additional uh you know uh fuel yeah to looking for more fire for the fire yeah, you know what they're it's, feeling and meanwhile you're trying to reason with them they're right in the middle of downloading some porn and jerking off to it <laughs> wow, in their grandmother's basement <laughs> Yeah. yeah, he's like, I'm looking at Zipcon stuff. Oh, shit, no, no. I gotta go look up some hentai now. I, uh, I had, um, and they're in their grandmother's basement. Yeah, 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 there's just, there's people from like, you know, all walks of life. I've had people that aren't even involved with it. They're like, what the, what the hell is this that you're doing? You know, I've, some I've, uh, Asian, Asian people that get really aren't mad even about involved it. in their asking? No, nothing like that. You know, I, there's there's like a certain type of person that really gets bummed out about it. I won't go into detail about it, but you know, um, but but yeah. Aside from like the haters and everything, it's just uh, you know, it's just enjoyable. It's fun. Like I said, haters mean you're reaching people, man. You know, at the end of the day, you know, I always say there's always going to be somebody that's going to give you a down thumbs down on the on the YouTube. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then <laughs> leave some stupid ass comment. You, you know what I mean? Like uh, it, they're just projecting. You know, I mean, they hate themselves, and and so. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, they get bored of hating themselves, and so they just need someone else to hate for a little while. Is all. Well, I I think that we've so it got to a point where I just gave up on trying to like reason with people, and so I used to have a very open policy of just like, hey, you know what? I'll, if someone leaves a shitty comment, I'll let it ride. You know, everybody kind of has to have their voice and their opinions, or oh, you know, it's kind of laying the block people and stuff. I mean, that's a that's a real pussy kind of move. You know, you know, you got to toughen yourself up and. 
Yeah, and eventually you know, I did toughen myself up, and but then I realized I'm like, hey, this is my platform. Why should I have to put up with <laughs> yeah, this man. shit? Yeah, I block people all the time. So man. I I'm just, just like, any hey. any time I get the you know I get a message, and you see that little preview line of text. You know, I see something like you know an f bomb or you know fag or something. I just delete the message and I block them. You know, I ban comments. I set up all my filters now to block shit out because it's just it, it's not. Because I'm, you know, I have a thin skin or I'm afraid to deal with that or I don't want to deal with the reality. Well, no, actually, yeah, I don't want to deal with that reality. That's bullshit. You know, I, I deal with, you know, difficulties commuting to work. I deal with <laughs> hardships, you know, at my job. I deal with crap when I go down to the grocery store. So why should why should I have to suffer that when I'm involved with something that's supposed to bring me joy and, yeah, you know, pleasure? You yeah, social you media, know. I mean, just especially. Plus, just, luckily, you got the tools right there just to go deep. <laughs> and they're yeah, gone. Yeah, it, it, Isn't that it's, a beautiful it's so thing? It's more convenient, you know. And right? it's just it's it's not it's just about not giving assholes a platform. If there was like some kind of constructive uh, conclusion that could come out of interacting with people like that, like like maybe I could actually learn something from them and vice sure. versa, then I'd be a bit more open to that. That but might happen every once in a while. No, never. <laughs> no, it, never happens. it never happens. I mean, you gotta understand. Social media is like the worst. If you want to discuss something with somebody, it's like the worst way to, to yeah. do it. Basically, all right, one line, I'm going to fire my bullets at you. It's like, you know, and then they're going to fire their bullets at you. It just goes back and forth, and you're never going to get anything solved. You know what I mean? Yeah. So this is another reason why we have this platform, man. It's just like we want to sit down and have conversations, you know? I mean, I think our society definitely needs way more of this, man, just like uh, well, more I also like giving, you know, these artists uh, an opportunity to for people to see what they're – you know, they're like when they're being, you know, just having a conversation with somebody. Yeah, you, you know, know what? It's not defending themselves or, or trying to, you know, do anything other than just, you know, be a person. Yeah, because, you know, your preconceived notions will definitely, like, uh, drive you in a certain direction. Especially about artists, too. You know, you already hear this one thing about this artist, and you're like, oh, fuck this guy. You know what I mean? Right. But it's like, you know, have you, you sit, we need, especially in the art world, man, there's so little dialogue going on. There's just imagery going on. And, you know, with imagery, there's assumptions being made, and... It, you know, it is what it is. Like, um, and, and like I said, this is why we have this show, man. So, you know what? It's been over an hour, man. And I think, uh, you know, this is like kind of like a, um, you know, you want to plug anything else, man? Yeah. I mean, you got any projects I think you coming have a, up? Yeah, in projects coming up? Um, so I'm working on a couple different booklets right now. Mm. Uh, one's focusing on Los Angeles graffiti. Another one is going to be focusing on uh, East Bay graffiti. Um, and then, you know, I've got a couple other uh, booklet projects in mind uh, where I'm going to start focusing on specific artists uh, where I just kind of do like a short Q&A and then just sort of explore uh, you know, their persona through a series of uh, photography. Uh, you know, unfortunately, most of it will have to come from these individuals unless I already have, uh, you know, a good stock of stuff sure. already lined up. But uh, that said, you know, I will, of course, try to present everything in a manner which I would do any other normal booklet where we have, you know, the graffiti, but then there's some lifestyle images in it, and then maybe some more selections of, you know, their fine art. Mm. Uh, type work so it presents a very balanced uh rounded look at this individual without giving everything uh, giving everything away because you always want to maintain a certain amount of mystique uh to yourself as an artist but at the sure. same time you should grant a certain a, a level of accessibility uh from your fans to interact with you uh and engage because i see a lot i see a lot of people that just really treat their fans with contempt Ugh. almost which to me is just 
it's really counterproductive because I think some people are just so loyal to these particular artists that they're willing to put up with that kind of treatment. And to me, that's, I don't know, I think that's kind of I don't know, fuck that, man. If a person, like, if even if I like their stuff, man, I, I actually, you know, especially in music, I, you know, I'm a DJ, right? So it's like I've met some people and it's like, yeah, I like your music, but fuck, you're an asshole, dude. You, you know what I mean? I never want to kick, yeah. kick it with you, man. And a lot of times that happens, actually. You put your... Uh, certain heroes and artists on a pedestal, actually. But hey, you know what? Uh, you know, I don't think in, they're better than anybody else, man. Everybody's got a fucking yeah, know, two legs at a time. You That's know? unfortunate. There's a couple individuals that I've met throughout, uh, you know, doing this thing with Zip Gun that I really looked up to them as artists, and I like their work and their style and their notoriety and the lifestyle they led. I was mm. like, God, you'd be perfect. It's my, you know, my dream to like, you know, feature you and. You know, and then you meet some of these people and they just turn out to be like real assholes. Or no just, social skills. Or really, yeah, really just antisocial <laughs> or just real jerks. And that's that's the problem. And once you meet that person, you get that insight into who they are as an individual. Then you understand like, God, oh, there, there's a real jerk that's behind this stuff. And it just takes away from the impact of what their work once had, because you see it. Oh, and it's absolutely. just like yeah. it goes from being like, oh, yeah, dope. Yeah, there he is. to like, oh, yeah, I know him. That guy's a fucking dick yeah it really detracts from it so hey that's some real good insight right there from a uh i would say an og graffiti documentary man documentary yeah, man definitely you, you know i mean and we had this is such great conversation today man we really appreciate you coming on and hey, right when, on. You have, when you have your new uh zine man i mean be sure to send us the info and then we'll definitely promote it man because hey, we like what you, we like what you do and dude thank you for these bandanas today and uh, this little zine man and, oh yeah that's you know the stickers dude, all man. the insight thanks for uh you know thanks for talking to us about that helping the people to understand the culture a little bit better yeah, uh definitely follow uh follow them on zip gun life on instagram zip, um zip gun for life zip gun for, yeah zip gun f-o-r zip gun for life uh on instagram uh i'm also going to be uh, launching a new website soon uh details on that to come but it's going to be a really great uh centralized place where you can see you know photography video i'll be doing interviews and it's going to launch a completely bra brand new store that's just well, light years away ahead of what I have right now on Big Cartel. So that'll awesome. be dropping well, in. Let us know, man. We'd love to just promote your stuff, man, because LA Shirt Gallery, you know, we cover everything everything from street art to graffiti to stickers to just basically, um, you know, we love your, love the, the look of your whole zine, man. Thank so you. just let us know. And we love what you're about, man. too, dude. All right. So thank you very awesome. much, man. And leave us a review, guys. Follow us on PTTP Show at Instagram and uh, anything else each? thanks again for coming all the way out here dude appreciate yeah, no appreciate you man yeah, thank you so much now I get much. to slog through all that traffic back to central LA but hey, that's you're all up you're as going long as I get some of that now. pizza on the way <laughs> there you go right on thank you so much take care guys love you guys bye peace